0: Welcome to GLOW, the Glorious Ladies of Engineering podcast. In the spirit of reconciliation, I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in Southern Alberta. The city of Calgary is also home to the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Our purpose with this podcast is to inspire women and non-binary folk to pursue and continue careers in engineering by spotlighting leaders, role models, and peers showcasing achievements, and discussing challenges at all stages of our professional lives. My name's Nicole, and I'm from Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is the fifth in a series of seven episodes. As I've mentioned in the earlier parts of this series, we received a lot of positive feedback from our initial podcast guest callout, and I wanted to talk to everyone. Each episode in this series is a compilation of answers to one of the questions we asked. With this series, I'm hoping to inspire and also spread the word about what a career in engineering could look like. With doctors, firefighters, teachers, etc., it's much easier for young people to get an idea of what those careers look like because we see them. But how often do we get to see engineers in their natural habitat if we don't know one in real life? In part 5, I'm asking the women what their hopes are for the future of engineering. I'll include a short summary for each woman as we go through the episode. I'm also keeping them in the same order for each episode to make them easier to follow. But if you forget who anyone is or need a refresher, you can always go back to episode one. So without further ado, let's get into it. First, we have Alexis Mulligan, a fifth-year chemical engineering and biomedical engineering student at Dalhousie University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. In her co-op placement, she does a mix of field and office work and is looking forward to getting back to in-person classes in the fall semester. What are your hopes for the future of engineering?
1: I really hope that someday we can see women not only making up half of professional engineers, engineers in training, engineering students, but also someday making up 50% of the leadership roles in the engineering industry. Because I think Without women being in the room, there's a huge gender data gap. There's this book called Invisible Woman, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men, and it's by Caroline Corredo Perez. And it shows some great examples of these data gaps. And they range from women being more likely to being killed in car accidents because women crash chest dummies were only implemented in the US in 2018, to forgetting to build kitchens and homes after a natural disaster because no women were on the planning committee. So I hope one day we can realize diversity really is the key to success.
0: Kelsey Van Tassel is a mechanical engineer and energy modeler working in Vancouver, British Columbia. She has struggled with the traditional structure of engineering firms. I can concur they are not overly flexible, but change is hard. What are your hopes for the future of engineering? It's, st-
2: it's so obvious that the kind of the traditional, not just engineering career, but but an engineering is, is a very traditionally, you know, male career, but it's just so obvious it's set up for, you know, one person to work in the office all day and have someone else at home to take care of the house because, <laughs> like, there's just not enough time to do both. And I just, like, I, I think that with the pandemic and having more people work from home, I think that flexibility... I think that flexibility is more acceptable to ask for now will be anyway
0: and I think next we have Neha Ninam, an electrical engineer working with embedded systems in Southwestern Ontario. She's able to work mostly within a 9 to 5 schedule, but that time can be filled with many different things and lots of meetings. I can certainly relate.
3: What are your hopes for the future of engineering? Oh my. Oh my. I have thought about this a lot over the years. I would like certainly for there's of course to be more um, females in engineering, but you know what I'll say on top of that any kind of any kind of minority in any kind of way. So the at the end of it, I think for all of us females who who um, you know are in the engineering field, what we truly felt, or I'll, I'll speak for myself, what I truly felt at the end of the day was not so much that I was female; it was that there's like this difference and. And there's like not that much difference. There needs to be like more difference. And and whether that be, you know, different nationalities, people, all different kinds of genders, like whatever, it doesn't really matter. But it's that it's the extrapolation of let's get more females. Let's get let's get the exposure to this more and more. So to add to that, then another one of the things that I would love to see in the future is more Um, kind of circling back to where we started is more sort of exposure to the engineering field. And what does an engineer really look like? And the fact that so many of us are jack of all different kinds of trades to sort of expose that. And, and as confusing as it is, because there's not a story for an engineer, of course, as you clearly know, and as will come out in this podcast, I think that in the truest sense, if we can start to evolve that more, get more exposure, I think the, the minorities of all kinds of uh, problems sort of fixes itself, you know, hopefully.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the collaboration and really the end result is so much better when you have a variety of voices at the table instead of just a bunch of versions of a similar voice. This podcast is definitely focused around getting more women in engineering, although I guess that's the platform we're starting from. But yeah, we want to encourage all minorities uh, to To participate in engineering. Vivian Kasuth is a maintenance engineer in Lethbridge, Alberta. We featured her in a season one episode. And if you want to hear everything Vivian and I talked about, check out episode four of season one. After hearing what Vivian has to say in the last episode about her typical day, it's clear to me that she is meant to be in engineering. From collaborating with trades, troubleshooting, and talking to equipment reps, Vivian loves to get technical. And we're here for it. What are your hopes for the future of engineering? So my hopes for
4: engineering, you know, I'm really, I'm really tuned into thirty by thirty, and you know whether we'll hit the actual number or not, I'm not sure. Um, but I think it's more about the journey of it, and I think that we are in a wonderful social space where the in you know the the world is tuned in to issues of you know EDI of equality diversity and inclusion we're all tuned into it now we we you know we're all on that same page and by raising each other up whether it's through movements of Black Lives Matter, or 30 by 30, or TRC, we all have to, you know, bring each other up. And by doing that, all these things will come along where, where 30 by 30 will happen, or, you know, it might be 50 by 30. Because, because collectively, I don't know if it's just industrialized countries that, you know, that, that are the focus of this, but it's it's a collective and and women in engineering is definitely not alone in the vacuum you know like what you were saying before it's all women in all all sectors of all professions it's it's people of color indigenous people it's everyone so my my hope my hope is bigger than just for engineering it's it's going to be our entire society, just finally seeing itself uh, for the collective that we are. Uh, representing ourselves. you know, uh, repre- I'm much better at writing than speaking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll finally be able to see ourselves reflected.
0: Next, we have Heather Elliott, an envelope engineer in Calgary, Alberta. Her days are always different with a mix of project work, meetings, and client relations. Heather also offered some great advice about scheduling time for coaching and mentoring. What are your hopes for the future of engineering? Uh, This is an interesting question as well. I think I
2: have high hopes. I think something we're going to see a lot of and something that I think is really exciting in the world of engineering is like the automation, the the level of sophistication of our modeling softwares and basically ability to essentially take anything and look at it in a parametric style. So basically take anything and then be like, instead of saying, oh, there's two options or there's five options. No, there's infinite options for almost every problem out there. And I think that engineering is basically getting to the point where we can say there are infinite options we can we can live basically show you as many of them as you please and then kind of select the one that that meets the criteria that you know our our you know whether it's our client or whatever the end goal is i think that that's huge um so i think that's where engineering is kind of leading i think we're we're kind of leading ourselves down the path of having these really incredible abilities to basically look at a huge amount of data In our respective fields and then kind of be able to then step back and say wow we have more data than we've ever had our job is now not necessarily to crunch the numbers it's to be the intelligent people who can say the best option is this one
0: because so i think that's going to be really interesting megan bowen is a mechanical and environmental engineer who recently completed her master's in renewable energy and engineering management she fills her day with project work, environmental reporting, meetings, and reporting to accounting and stakeholders. What are your hopes for the future of engineering?
2: I hope that the future of engineering includes some approaches for public perception and awareness. I feel like engineering is a slightly more invisible profession in the sense that doctors and lawyers get TV shows. Like We don't have suits and ER to like, really showcase what it is that we do even though our work directly impacts the public and our guidance as professionals is to keep the public's safety in mind at all times. So I do hope that uh, engineering can, can kind of reach the public audience better, just uh, aware of what we even do.
0: That's a really, really good point. and something I've been thinking about. Because I've been, so Engineers Canada has this 30 by 30 initiative to get the number of female engineers up to 30% by 2030. And right now it's about 17%. Uh, sorry, that's newly mm-hmm. licensed female engineers. Yeah. And one of their areas they're focusing on is recruitment. And I've been thinking about that. And, you know, how do we get young girls interested in engineering and the Science Olympics, which we're both volunteering for with the PEGA? I'm so excited. I know we do. <laughs> you know, that's a great way to get uh, girls involved. But, you know, I was also thinking young kids have no idea what we do, you know, unless their parents are engineers or, you know, a close family friend. If you don't have exposure or someone to talk to, there's there's really no way to know. I mean, even even me being in mechanical and building services, I don't really even know what the day to day looks like of uh, well, of you, of your job, which is still mechanical, but in oil and gas, or yeah. even an electro electrical engineer in building services, they, their roles are completely different than mine. I don't know what their day to day looks like. One of the things I'm hoping to accomplish with this podcast is is just getting that information out there and helping, you know, people get an understanding of what this role is. Because I, you're right. We we public safety is our literally our first mandate as an engineer.
2: Yeah,
0: and we do a lot for the community i mean you know affordable housing projects or te- the telecommunications industry just keeping the internet up yeah. and running yeah Flo- uh stormwater mitigation for like flood protection like there's just so many things but it's
2: completely invisible like it's actually noticed in the sense that there's an absence of error right you only notice it when the building collapses or when the internet is
0: down right and i think that's the wrong approach yeah We got to do better, but it's also, it's hard. I'm going to pause here for a second to talk about my hopes for the future. I hope to see more diversity in leadership, more diversity on executive boards, more diversity in trades, more diversity on site, and more exposure to engineering as a profession. Just a couple minor things, but in all honesty, this is why we're making this podcast to push the conversation and hope to make change. We're certainly making some waves so far and we're going to keep pushing. Next, we have Hannah Kaufman, a mechanical engineer from Rochester, New York, who received her degree at Dalhousie University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. She has a really creative way to schedule her day by breaking it up into segments based on how her brain functions, dedicating her afternoons for more technical tasks. Hannah also emphasizes taking more time to focus on her mental health, and I think we can all take a page from this book. What are your hopes for the future of engineering?
1: I guess my hopes for the future of engineering is a more sustainable, more inclusive future, being deliberate in our engineering solutions, not just doing something to make quick money, but doing something that's going to last, that is a quality product, that is useful. I kind of fall back on, there's this, it's not for me, it's, not, it's from the Mi'kmaq people Mi'kmaq people, um, for to the native First Nations people of uh, Nova Scotia, and there's this I don't know like story that I've heard from multiple conferences from Indigenous people who spoke, and it's about like the seven generations, and it's about doing stuff now that's going to help people in seven generations from now, and how that's going to impact it. And although that's um, not from my culture, I think it's a really beautiful story, not story, but um, idea or philosophy. And that's kind of something that I would like to contribute to is kind of thinking about what are we doing now that's actually going to help the future? And not just maybe our children, but our children's children and our children's children after that, you know, what's the bigger picture here? So it's kind of what I'm excited for and looking forward to.
0: And last, but certainly not least, we have Saffron Skinner-Wilson, a building envelope engineer in Calgary, Alberta. She works on a dynamic list of projects with a mix of site and office work, as well as technical and project management tasks. She kind of gets to do a little bit of everything. What are your hopes for the future of engineering?
2: Uh, Honestly, that it just continues doing what it's doing. I love that engineering really prioritizes learning, development, discovery, uh, and constant improvement. And I think that as long as you have those as your kind of core tenant, um, you can self-correct if things go a little bit astray, but ultimately you're moving in a good direction and engineers should be able to help build whatever the world needs because that's what we do. And that's a pretty cool job.
0: Well, that concludes the fifth episode of this series. I hope you enjoyed hearing all of these stories. We heard some really cool and diverse hopes for the future of engineering. I honestly expected the answers to be very similar, but I was pleasantly surprised with all of the different answers. Whatever happens, we're going to keep pushing for diversity, inclusion, and equity in engineering. In part six of this series, we're going to hear about where they think the engineering industry is lacking. This podcast is developed and produced by Gina Marin, Miriam Abdelrahman, Kara Sloat, Caitlin Fedorky, and me, Nicole Imason. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Please rate, review, and subscribe to The Glow Podcast so more people can find us. For our socials, search at Glow Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. That's G-L-O-E. We wanna hear from you. What do you like or dislike about our show? What would you like to see us do with this platform? Please send your feedback to glowpodcast at gmail.com. We may even do a mailbag episode in the future, So let us know if you want to remain anonymous. Episode schedules can be found on our website at glow.ca. And our music is The Justice by Mountaineer. Thanks again for joining us today. And until next time, keep nerding out.